Welcome to the Swim Swim Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, I've got two very special guests coming in from the Dartmouth class of 2022. We are talking today to the newly reinstated representatives of the swimming and diving team from the University of Dartmouth. We've got Parker Hirschberger and Isabella Leachin. Y'all, how are you doing today? Doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right, Isabella. I'm doing really well. Happy to be here and happy to uh, have our teams back. is the topic of discussion today. Uh, Dartmouth announced that they were cutting swimming and diving along with three other men's and women's swimming and diving along with three other varsity sports. Uh, And then in late January, it was uh, decided that they, that all five programs would be reinstated after a title nine claim. Um, I want to talk about that first. So obviously we saw a lot of programs um, get cut for various reasons throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. Um, And then we've seen some of them come back a lot because of these Title IX claims. Uh, Can can you give us a quick breakdown, first of all, as to what this Title IX claim actually means and why why the swim and dive program was brought back? Sure, I can take that one. So we were contacted in uh, late November by our lawyer, um, Arthur Bryant, and Um, what he essentially told us was that they looked at the numbers and Dartmouth was out of compliance just based on their rosters, which for us um, as a team, both men and women was very shocking, especially considering that Dartmouth had posted in their original announcement that they would be in compliance with Title IX with these cuts. And um, in the initial settlement with Dartmouth, it was just to bring back the women's golf and women's swimming and diving, but we were really pleased to include um, the men's uh, swimming and diving and men's golf and lightweight rowing in that reinstatement as well. Um, Parker can talk a little bit more about why they decided to bring all five teams back, but um, the women's teams came back specifically to bring Dartmouth back into compliance with Title IX. Parker. Um, and yeah, so honestly, I wish I, I, I knew why Dartmouth felt as though they needed to bring all five teams back in the end. I, I wish I was kind of behind the closed doors in those meetings, but ultimately I don't know what got into Dartmouth um, to be like, you know, um, we need to bring all five of these teams back, not just two. I think there's some, we can speculate um, at least for swimming and diving, we're a combined program meaning that we had the same coach for men's and women's. We shared all of our resource resources. So it didn't make a ton of sense, I guess, to only bring one team back and not the other, given they were really just one big team. And that's, I was just talking to, uh, to a guy I coach with um, this morning about the similar things. I had told him I was talking to you two this morning and he was like, you know, it, it's, it's really weird how a lot of programs across the country uh, have women's teams, you know, for, for that title line compliance, but it really wouldn't be 
that much more to have a men's team because the pool's there, right? All those facilities, all the resources are there. And, you know, we didn't get into specifics. We were just talking theoretically, but it is really cool that they were able to bring both uh, women's and men's swimming and diving back to Dartmouth. Congratulations to you both. Um, moving along in the narrative a little bit further, um, you know, we, we reported that Dartmouth held a Zoom call uh, to the reinstated teams, and it was described as hostile uh, from athletic director Harry Shee. Um, can you guys speak to that and what your experience was once the teams were reinstated, which you would think would be a, a pretty joyous occasion. Um, maybe not so much, but I, I'd like to hear your perspectives on that Zoom call. Yeah, I, I guess I can start. I, I think oh, if I had to describe that Zoom call in one word, it would be unfortunate. Um, that Zoom call was unfortunate for a lot of reasons. Um, I think, you know, as swimmers and divers and really all of the other sports, we felt really neglected by the athletic department and the administration for the past seven months. We asked for several meetings. We asked to have our voices heard. We wanted to be, you know, rational and come to a decision and kind of help them, you know, how can we bring swimming and diving back, but ultimately how can we make Dartmouth athletics better in doing so? And we really wanted to come together and brainstorm and all of our efforts were really met with either no response or a no. Um, and so we really felt coming back, you know, we, we wanted to be welcomed back. We wanted to be brought in and kind of the tone from the beginning really, you know, it didn't make me feel great because we got on the zoom call and they started talking about compliance and all these things, which I appreciate. Obviously we need to get caught up on compliance. We've been, you know, out of, you know, I guess commission for lack of a better word for seven months. So we need to get our physicals done, all that stuff. But they kind of sped past the fact that, you know, there had been some unsavory comments made in the Dartmouth, um, our school's newspaper, you know, they kind of sped past all of the bad blood that had, you know, taken place um, over the past seven months. And that didn't quite sit right with me. I, I did feel as though there was an apology that was due and students, student athletes did ask for an apology and it was, it was not given. Um, and that's kind of when things um, you know, went off the rails a little bit. Um, but if I had to describe that call, it would be un is unfortunate. And from, oh, sorry, uh, for me as the woman at, who uh, worked hard on the Title IX claim, we also apologized, or we also asked for an apology for um, athletic director Sheehy misstep regarding Title IX compliance. Um, and that was it was truly a battle to get him to say anything remotely apologetic. Eventually, um, after several back and forth between uh, members of the women's team and the athletic director, he did finally apologize by saying he was wrong. Um, but it was it was definitely a challenge to get on Zoom with uh, athletic director Sheehy and have him be essentially unapologetic for the past seven months of a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah. And I think to add on to that, I think the one thing that coming off of all of this, and I, I think I speak for the team is from, I think I speak for my team when I say, you know, we really want to move forward with Dartmouth athletics. We are reinstated as a team. We want to thrive. We want to work with them now. I mean, there's no sense in, you know, having this back and forth. And so for that really to start, we really needed to hear the athletic department say, you know, we are on your side now. Welcome back to Dartmouth Athletics. Let's get the ball rolling. And that was not the tone that was taken. And, you know, 
I, I, I really wish that they, it had been gone about differently. It doesn't sound like the ideal place to start, certainly after, as you said, seven months of, of real strife and effort put into trying to not only get these teams reinstated, but as you said, make, make Dartmouth athletics as a whole better and brighter. Um, I mean, since, since that call, Dartmouth AD Harry Shee has announced that he will retire um, following this title nine misstep. Um, and, and I'm wondering from that, from that news, have you heard anything from anyone else in the athletic department? Um, just trying, trying to get that ball rolling in a positive, <laughs> in a positive direction. Yeah. So I, I guess I can start here as well. I think, you know, obviously athletic director, she, he did um, announce his retirement um, in the announcement. He's had a great career. He's had a lot of accomplishments in his time as, you know, Dartmouth athletic director, as well as just in sports in general. And I think the swim team and all the other sports teams wish him the best. Um, but I also want to comment, you know, we're really excited to work with the new interim athletic director um, I think, you know, he's going to be great for Dartmouth athletics. Um, I read a bit about him yesterday. I think, you know, he's going to bring transparency. He's going to bring integrity to Dartmouth athletics, which I think will really help get the ball rolling and regain the trust that was maybe lost, you know, in this process between the administration and the student athletes. Isabella, anything to add? Um, I fully agree with Parker. I think we're all really ready to move on. The seven months, past seven months have been really tough, but um, we are especially just overjoyed to be back and welcomed to the Dartmouth Athletics family. Um, and all of our meetings since our initial meeting with Harry Shee have been really positive. Um, most of the uh, faculty in the athletic department are really excited to have us back. And I think so far, um, we're ready to go and off to a good start. Yeah. And so, so let's get into your personal stories a little bit now. Isabella, we can start with you. You're a member of Dartmouth Diving. Um, when, when this announcement was first made, did you have any sense of, okay, I, I would like to continue my diving elsewhere? Or, I mean, I know obviously you worked very hard to get this diving and swimming teams reinstated. Um, but what did that look like for you just from an athletic perspective and a, where, how am I moving forward? Right. So I was called by my coach ahead of time because I couldn't make the meeting um, that athletic director, she, he called to cut our teams. Um, and when my coach broke the news to me, I was just completely in shock. Um, nobody saw this coming. Our coaches didn't see it. Um, primary stakeholders, big donors didn't see it. So I was just taken completely aback. My first thoughts were um, losing the team would be like losing my family on campus. Um, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave Dartmouth. Dartmouth is my home and I love, like over the past three years, I've really grown to love Dartmouth and also the relationships and friendships that I've built there. Um, so I didn't intend to leave, but I did have every intention of doing everything I could to get the teams back. And so now, you know, once, once you heard the news that Dartmouth diving, swimming was indeed coming back, how do you, what does that look like for you moving forward? Did you have to, you know, go through any hoops? Did you have to do anything differently or is it just kind of like, all right, 
I'm going back to the pool today. Uh, for me, I was just like so ready to hear that after seven months. Um, I had my first diving practice since COVID started um, on Monday and it was, it was great. I was so happy to be back in the pool. And I think um, I'm speaking for all my teammates when I say this, that we're just glad and grateful to be back. Yeah. And then again, moving forward, does this affect your four-year plan at all? I know you're currently in the junior class, class of 2022. Um, and so, you know, will you be continuing your athletic career longer than you had planned before? Or are you pretty much sticking to that four-year plan as intended? Well, I am disappointed that I missed out on a whole year of practices. Um, I will be continuing with my original four-year plan and I will um, graduate in the spring of 2022. Okay. And then, um, Parker, you know, same kind of deal. Once you heard the news that Dartmouth was cutting swimming, um, where, where did you fall on, okay, how do I move forward? Yeah. So I think even, you know, going back a little bit further before the the call was made from director Sheehy to eliminate swimming and diving and four other or three other programs, I had already started to think about, um, because of COVID, what my D plan and that at Dartmouth, a D plan is our academic plan. Um, the terms we're on, we're on quarters, four quarters in a year. Um, so I was already starting to think about what that would look like given COVID. I, I, I'm much, I know that I do much better in person. Um, and so the thought of online classes for me, wasn't really, you know, that exciting, um, and at the time I was doing an internship um, with a Dartmouth alum. So I was like, uh, maybe I'll continue to take terms off and just prolong this internship. So I had started to have those thoughts about maybe reclassing. Um, and then the call was made from Director Sheehy that they would be eliminating five sports pr programs, swimming and diving being one of them. Um, and that really made the decision for me. It, I was like, I don't, I can't see myself going back to Dartmouth right now. Um, with COVID and a loss of a sports program, um, it just, it wasn't, it, it wasn't going to be good for me. So I was fortunate enough to have a really close relationship and with my mentor and boss um, who let me stay on. And I, it's the job that I'm currently doing. Um, and I will return to Dartmouth in the spring for the spring quarter um, as a 23 um, or as a sophomore. So really just picking up where I left off last spring. Okay. And then are, are so will you, you will swim through 2023 and then graduate. I intend to. Um, there are some eligibility questions surrounding the Ivy League and what's allowed and what's not allowed. I have not met with um, the people who know those rules far better than I do. Um, so I have to see if that is allowed, but I do intend to, you know, finish my career at Dartmouth as a swimmer. Have, have you been able to swim not being at Dartmouth? Um, you know... No, no, I haven't. And I, I could have, I think, um, through, through this whole process, it, it was at the time, the emotions were still very raw. Um, I swimming, I've always had an interesting relationship with swimming. It's, it's something that I did, but never, I was a multi-sport athlete all through high school. Um, so I, I swam and I played tennis. Um, and you know, I always loved swimming and over the summer, my last practice, my last swim practice that I did was actually in the pool that I learned to swim in as a four-year-old, um, with the coaches who taught me to swim. And so it, it really came full circle. And for a while there, I wasn't really sure that, you know, it was time for me to get back in the pool. 
Um, I found other ways to work out and other ways to kind of fulfill the competitive edge that I was missing. But swimming at that point in my life was kind of just too soon. And the emotions were still a little too raw of losing, you know, honestly, a big part of me um, and my experience. And so I did not swim um, over the past seven months. No. I feel like if we've learned anything uh, from this pandemic as swimmers, it's that you can take that big chunk of time away from the pool and, and still, and still be okay. And sometimes even be better. Isabel, I'm curious on your perspective as a diver, you know, you said you had your first practice back at diving on Monday. I've talked to so many swimmers about how they were able to stay in shape um, throughout the quarantine with not having pools. I'm interested as, as a diver, you know, were you focused on still trying to maintain some sort of, uh, athletic prowess in terms of diving over, over, you know, not when, when you couldn't practice. And if so, how did you go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So I couldn't practice in the months, um, after, uh, we were cut in the spring or sorry, cut in the summer and our pools actually just reopened relatively recently, which is why I was able to start practicing again. But in the meantime, I um, did a lot of strength training and weightlifting and did um, basic things to maintain my flexibility and agility that would carry over back to the pool when once I was able to get back on the boards. Yeah. And then be, you know, obviously it's only been a couple of days now, but being back on the boards, does it, does it feel different? Do you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting the hang of this. Do you feel better than expected, worse than expected? Um, so with diving, it is a little bit different than swimming because it's all technique based. And after not being on the boards for so long, a lot of that technique has really just gone out the window. So I'm essentially like rebuilding my foundation, starting with the basics. And I hope that um, as I continue to practice, I can come back um, better than I was my sophomore year and have a really strong senior season. And you said it's different than swimming, you know, technique based. I'm curious, you know, obviously in swimming, it's like sacrilege to take more than, you know, a week or two out of the pool. Um, is it a similar kind of vibe or, um, or thing for taking a longer break in diving? It's actually totally different. I know that swimmers often taper before big meets, but for divers, we actually ramp up our practice. We ramp up the intensity because for us, the more repetition, the more consistent your dives are, and generally the better the scores and better the outcome. Interesting. Um, so do, do you think that to being off the boards for that big amount of time um, could, could bring positives to your diving specifically? I think it could bring positives in the sense that I can rebuild my foundation, just breaking down all the small technique flaws that I had in the past um, and just kind of rework all the um, small errors I had and start fresh um, still with all the previous experience I had. So, so hopefully that rebuild rebuilding will come back really quickly and I can start throwing my big dives again. Nice. That's, that's certainly positive to hear. Um, and again, you've, you've been in practice for a couple days now with the team being back together. Um, what, what, and, uh, the, the, the old Dartmouth diving coach accepted, accepted their job back. So you're with your old coach. Um, what is, what has the vibe been like on the pool deck the last couple of days, just being able to be back with your team? 
So I'm actually living off campus. I won't be back until the spring, but on just through group chats and uh, team phone calls, we are all extremely excited to be back. We're thrilled to have Chris Hamilton, our diving coach back. Um, he's really built up the whole swimming and diving program over the past 20 or so years. And um, we're just all really excited to be where we are today. And then Parker, similar thing. You told me the, the, the first practice for Dartmouth swimming is today. Uh, and the team is in a bit of a different situation where uh, at least two assistant coaches have taken jobs elsewhere. The head coach has been offered his old job back, but is that is unsure if they'll take it or not. So what do you feel like the, you know, just the general vibe and, and feel of the team is right now? Excitement. I mean, we, we, I think we're all very excited to be back in the water, to be back together. You know, I think I came to Dartmouth understanding that, you know, it was a rebuilding process. Dartmouth had finished, you know, towards the bottom of the Ivies for several years prior. I, I knew that that's what I was getting into. And I feel the same way now. I, I love a good underdog story. And I love that we have the opportunity to kind of build this team brick by brick. And I think we have the right people in the right places to do it. I love our team. I love, you know, the leadership on our team. I want to give a shout out to our captains for this year. Um, you know, Matt Luciano, Brandon Liao, Ali, you know, Connor Lamastra, who's now at Northwestern, Maggie Depp Walker. Um, you know, I, I want to, I want to shout them out because they really put in a lot of work and I understand that this is not how they expected their senior year to be going um, with a pandemic and with the teams being eliminated, but they really rose to the occasion um, and their leadership shined really bright. So I think our team has every reason to be excited at this point. Yeah. Well, we're, we at swim swam are certainly excited that, that you guys are reinstated that, that another swimming and diving program is essentially come back from the dead. Um, which, which is really cool. And hopefully we can see more of this. Um, Parker, I'll start with you before we sign off today, any parting thoughts or, or anything we we've missed or glossed over? Not really. I, I think we've covered, you know, there's a, this story is very complex and I think we'll continue to learn more about what actually happened and the, the decision-making behind it, you know, in the months to come. But I think, you know, something that I want to touch on through this whole process, there's been a lot of lessons learned, a lot of life lessons learned and the things that, you know, you know, as student athletes, we can reflect on. And, you know, I think this speaks to, although this isn't how I intended my student athlete experience going, I think it speaks to kind of sports teaching you things that you, you can't really learn in other ways, or maybe, you know, they aren't as powerful. Um, and, you know, reflecting on this whole experience, um, I've learned a lot of life lessons that I maybe didn't expect to learn at age 20, um, but I did. And, you know, I'm kind of glad that I did. I, I, I think it's unfortunate the way that it had to be done. But I am grateful that I can walk away, you know, feel, understanding the importance of communication, understanding, you know, really the importance of perseverance and kind of how our team banded together in a time when it really looked, you know, pretty dire. Um, and, you know, it's easy to say, oh, I've, you know, learned perseverance through sports, but we were really pushed to the brink as a program and really taught what it meant to, to know, you know, come together um, and support one another um, and do it from, you know, thousands of miles apart because not all of us were in the same place. And just building off Parker as well, um, I 
have learned so much from all like the past seven months. We did so many things to get back our team back. We did uh, goggles on the green protest. We filed an Asian American grievance. And finally, what what really got us back was the Title IX um, lawsuit. And for me, as a woman who signed that um, plaintiff, I have learned um, obviously like resilience over the past seven months, but also the importance of standing up and fighting for what I believe is right. Um, Title IX is, uh, I think, is amazing thing um, to work to uh, maintain or meet uh, gender equity in sports, I think is so fantastic. And now that Dartmouth is working to get back in compliance with Title IX, I think is great. And for me to just have learned so much from this experience is just invaluable. Well, Parker, Isabella, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with me for a bit and, and hearing your perspective on this very unique situation. But, um, you know, right now it seems like it's in a good place and hopefully Dartmouth Swimming and Diving and all reinstated Dartmouth athletic programs will just continue to move forward in a positive direction. Yeah. Um, again, thank, th thank you for being on with me today. Yeah, thank you, Coleman. Thank you for having us. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.